Welcome to Orpnimi. This is Saratova Beth. We are learning Sarah Hadashim Yitzitei. A new Torah will emerge from me, says Hashem. This is from Shavuot 5751, Tafshinun Aleph. So now we're up to um, the fun part. We were talking yesterday about the stretchiness of Eretz Yisrael and the stretchiness of Tyra, so to speak. Those are my words, obviously. It's not the standard way of saying it. Because there's a mitzvah. The mitzvah is that one day when the mitzvah is add three cities of refuge. That's the mitzvah. Mitzvah means do this. Hi, folks. I want you to do this, says Hashem. Great. What do you want us to do? I want you to add on three cities of refuge. Great. How many do we have so far? Six. We've had six in the past. I want you to add on three more. Now you'll have a total of nine. That's the mitzvah. That's what you want us to do, Hashem. Yep, that's what I want you to do. That's my mitzvah, my tzivah, my command to you. Okay, Hashem, when should we do that? When exactly should we do that? Says Hashem in Yarshav Hashem Elokechah Zvucha. When I expand your boundaries. There are ten lands of Eretz Yisrael. You were given the whole thing. The whole thing was given to Avram Avinu. But of those ten, you only really got to live in seven. Formally, officially, you only conquered seven of the ten, but really all ten belong to you. You have three more that you're in the process of getting. And of course, they're in those interesting territories like Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, those places. Ha ha. You know, no wonder. And those belong to you. So your job, once they are given to you, and now you have the entire heir to throw, then you have to do something. What do you have to do? You have to do this mitzvah, add three cities of refuge. Okay. So, of course, it brings up a whole interesting question. The question is, cities of refuge? I mean, when, when will that be, by the way? Oh, in Mashiach time. Cities of refuge. Well, that's about the weirdest thing that we can imagine because cities of refuge are for murder. Nobody's going to murder anymore, even accidentally. Cities of refuge are for accidental murder. It's not going to happen anymore. So why are we going to have three extra? So there are opinions that say all the stuff that people did through Gullus that has to be taken care of. Well, yeah, no comment. I'm, I'm not making this up. Would anybody really actually say we want Mashiach now, and knowing that the act is going to come down and, you know, hey, great, we want Mashiach now. We want Mashiach to come because then all the punishments that we never got throughout all of Gullah will start to happen to us. Yay, can't wait. Obviously not. <laughs> you know, any, put it this way. Besides everything else, any Rebbe who would convince his, his, the Yidden, the Jewish people, any leader that would convince the Jewish people to say, we want Mashiach now, we don't want to wait, uh, with the knowledge in mind of like, you guys don't know what's coming. I'm going to convince you to want Mashiach and then, oh boy, then they're going to start to punish you for all the things you did throughout all the generations that you didn't get punished for. That's not a leader 
that you want to follow. Certainly not in this generation. That's impossible. That's impossible. So I'm saying that of your opinion somewhere, you know, in a Gemara somewhere or whatever, is, is not the prevailing halachic opinion. So there will be these three cities of refuge added on, even though, note, it seems to us, you're not going to need the six. No one will murder. No one will do anything wrong. So the old six that you had, you're not going to need anymore. Well, for sure not. You're not for sure you're not going to need an extra three. So that's question number one. What's going on here? Question number two is, um, there's the promise of Mashiach and Geula, and it's sewn into the fabric of this mitzvah. In other words, the Rambam's saying, the mitzvah has to be done. The three extra cities have to be added. We haven't been able to do them yet. That we're going to, by definition. That's just the way it works in Torah. If I said it, it will be, says Hashem. You will have three extra cities, which means you will have expanded boundaries, which means we're just doing reverse engineering, which means you'll have the whole Eretz Yisrael, which means it will be in the Geula time. It is, it, it, by definition, says Hashem, I sewed it into the fabric of this mitzvah that it has to happen by, no matter what, by definition. Okay, perfect. So now we understand why we need, we had three proofs. One proof in Chumash that says Hashem will come back with the captives means we're, we're going to have a geula. Another proof in Parshas Bilam, Parshas Balak, Bilam is giving his prophecy that there will be first Mashiach, David Melech, and the last Mashiach, the Mashiach. So now we know there will be somebody called Melech the Mashiach. And then we have this third proof, which is a We have this third proof sewn into the fabric of a mitzvah that by definition, by hook or by crook, there's going to be a geula through Mashiach, through Mela from Mashiach. That, by definition. It's not an obscure Gemara. It's not something that might happen spiritually. If it were simply something, if it were something in the realm of Torah, Torah's, you know, in the realm of above the world thought, you know, you think Torah, you speak Torah, could be like one of those Midrashim that happen, but they have a, happen on a spiritual level, and you never actually see it happening down here. Oh, she was very wealthy. Oh, very wealthy. Oh, many properties. Never happened. Oh, it was in the spiritual realm. No, no, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be real down here. Because it's in a mitzvah. Mitzvah is a thing you do with physical stuff in the physical world. This ula, by definition, is locked into the status of having to happen down here, right here, in a physical way, real time. Okay. So, we're left with this one question. What a strange mitzvah to sew the fabric, to sew the promise of Geula into. Pick a nicer one. Don't pick this yucky one about people murdering. Punishment. So it turns out that Hashem really did pick a, a nicer one because our iniklat has to do with a level of Tyra as well. There's cities of refuge that we just talked about. And then there's something else. 
Taira has two levels in it, two aspects. Chemda gnuza she gnuza lecha. In other words, the Torah is Hashem's wisdom. It's way above the world. It happens to come down into the world, but it's the wisdom of Hashem, way lofty wisdom. And at the same time, it's down here where Hashem gives us practical things to do down here. So it's very lofty up there, Torah. On the other hand, it's brought down here. And the difference between Torah and Mitzvahs is, Torah is the Chachma of Hashem, and Mitzvahs are Him telling you what He wants you to do. One is His wisdom. That's Torah. The other one is, He's telling you what He wants you to do. And in Torah itself, there's learning the wisdom of Torah that um, isn't necessarily practical. You know, learning about Atik and Arich and and Asmat Arin Saif, it's not necessarily practical. Okay, so what do you do? Arin Saif, we can add symptoms, so what do you do? It's not, there is a part of Tyra that's not practical. <clears throat> I mean, Lahabdil. If everybody always had to be practical, then you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't be able to have poets. Because, let's say, you, <clears throat> you publish your book of poetry. So somebody reads your book of poems. <clears throat> they say, yeah, so what do I do now? Nothing. Read my poems. Yeah, but what are you supposed to, what, what's the point? For you to read my poems. No, but, I mean, what do you want me to do with these poems? I want you to read them and experience a deeper relationship with self, truth, etc. Hashem. But there's nothing to do. It's not like you can, can I, can I fix my kitchen sink with a poem? No. So there's an aspect to, right? Poetry is like, to know truth, let's say, to, to give you a perspective about reality. There's a part of learning Torah, you just get to know Hashem. You get to know His wisdom. And then there's another part of Cyrus. You get to know what you're supposed to do. See, the difference one is, you get to know Hashem. You have a rela- get to, to have a relationship with Him by learning Torah. And the other one is, you get practical instruction on what I am supposed to do. And then, we keep going inside, inside. In the learning of Chachmat Satira, the wisdom of Hashem, not just practical stuff, just knowing how Hashem thinks, there's a difference between the external and the internal. Nigla of Tyra and Nisra in Tyra. In Nigla of Tyra, what is mostly emphasized? The, idea, the, the effect of bearer of the world. In Nigla of Tyra, basically, it is focusing. Nigla of Tyra is kind of telling you how it's derived that we know what Hashem wants us to do. It corresponds to the tree of knowledge. Ilna de Taivara. Eitadas Taivara. Because um, it's all put in, it, you know, the sparks are all embedded in the world. So you're learning about, in Gemara, you're not doing mitzvahs in Gemara, you're just learning about the sparks. There are two ways of kind of purifying the world. One, you learn about stuff in the world. You're sitting and learning, a person who's sitting and learning Gemara, he, he isn't moving, he's sitting and learning Gemara, but he's purifying the world by speaking about it, learning about it, exploring exploring those those realms. The difference between Pasol and Uther, Uther, Tame, Kasher, Mutter, Tar, etc. Now, okay, what you're allowed to do, but it's learning about it, thinking about it. Now, I know there's a lot of info. 
Now there's Nisra's Torah, Tanimi's Torah. That corresponds to the Tree of Life. Ilna Zechai, Eitzachayim. Rashbi, Rabbi Shem and Bar Yochai. Over there, in the Tree of Life, even when you're learning, you're not learning about the, the good versus the bad, the permissible versus the impermissible. Uh, take the good out of the bad. You're not learning about that stuff. You're actually learning about something way above good and bad. You're learning about, you're just learning to know Hashem. Imagine, imagine that, you know, you go into a, go into a special workshop and in one room, in one room, they, um, they talk about this is good, this is bad. Everything, they're always judging everything. They say, oh, look, there's a flower. Oh, it's not a good flower. Oh, it is a good flower. They're always deciding it's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad. That's, that's the way they do it in one room. You have to give your opinion. No, I don't think it's a good flower. No, I think it is a good flower. It's too expensive. Too cheap. They shouldn't. That's the way it is in the tree of knowledge room. You're learning about the difference between what's good and what's bad. In the tree of life room, imagine a place where you're, that's not what you're thinking about if it's good or bad. Imagine such a place. Oh, is this flower good or bad? Mazeh good or bad? I don't know. Imagine going to a person you never heard of that idea of, is this good or bad? They don't know what you're talking about. They just know, oh, flowers. Oh, pink flowers. Oh, green leaves. Oh, many pink flowers. And somebody comes in and says, is it good or bad? Is it, it, excuse me? They don't even know what you're talking about. What do you mean, is it, what is, I don't even know what, what do these words mean, good or bad? It's just, here it is. This is what it is. That's it. Imagine such an energy, such a room. This is what it is. No decisions if it's good or bad. This, this is what it is. That's, that's the room of the tree of life. That's Chassidus. You notice mostly in Chassidus, Kenimis Atari doesn't speak about, oh, I mean, at the end, maybe a hurrah, you should do this or you should do that. But it's, when you learn deep Chassidus, it's not saying this is good and this is bad. Which one's better, Afik or Arik? doesn't talk about that. It's simply telling you there's Atik, there's Arik, there's Arin Saish, there's this. Oh, wow. So, you're simply speaking about Hashem and getting to know Hashem. Okay, now remember, we're talking about these cities of refuge. Hang on. So, let's look at the difference between Golis and the time of Yemaita Mashiach. Now, in Gaulus, or back then in Gaulus, the main Avaita was purifying the world. How would you do that? You do mitzvahs that extract the good sparks from the bad stuff. Or you would learn Tyra, Niglov Tyra, Gemara, that extracts the good stuff from the bad stuff. How many books are there that you learn in that? Six. Shishasidre Mishnah. Six books. 
includes the Pilpul, and the Shachlavataria, and Gemara, and Sukkim, Rishayim, Achreinim, Isser, Heter, Tum, Atara, Chiyav, Pater. So that, there, were, there are six books, six orders of the Mishnah that enable you to learn about how to extract the good from the bad. That's why you needed six cities of refuge. You'll see in a minute. These, Tyra is a place of refuge. It's always a place of re- refuge. As it says, and we'll see in a minute, Give Tyra Kultin. Coltin, Niklas, Coltin. The words of Tyra are a city of refuge. So now we've all, since Moth and Tyra, we've had the six, or six, since we came to Terry Tisrael, I guess, we've had the six cities of refuge in Tyra. Six books of the Mishnah that describe all of the halachas of what's good, what's bad, how do you, how do you, how do you extract the good sparks from the bad stuff and throw away the bad stuff? Six. Six of them. Now, in Yemaisa Mashiach, at some point, we will finish all that extraction, which the Rebbe already said in Tukshin Nun Aleph that we did finish that extraction. And then there's no more to do. You know, you picked all the sunflower seeds. Somebody, some, some, somebody put raisins into the salad. I don't like raisins. I don't want raisins in my salad. So I spent an hour picking out all the raisins from the salad. At some point, there are no more raisins to pick out. I, I finished. I don't want raisins in my salad. Okay, what do I do then? Oh, mazel tov. Now I'm going to eat the salad. After I spent, took me an hour to pick out all the raisins. Okay, some, like, maybe the raisins had bugs in them, so they were bad raisins. Actually, no, extracting the good, right. Okay, right. Let's just say, raisins in the salad, I don't want raisins. Spend an hour, I pick them all out. Now I'm done. It's over. Somebody says, why don't you pull out the raisins? And there are no more left. So we spend a few thousand years pulling out the sparks. from the world, and then at some point, it's done. And the Rebbe said in Parshat Vayishla, Tafshin Nun Beit, it's done. So now what do we do? Now we use the salad. What do we do now? Now we learn the other type of Tyra. Remember, there's learning Tyra to know what, you know, there's Nigla of Tyra, this is good, this is bad. And then there's Pneumius Atar, which doesn't deal with it's good or it's bad. It deals with, who is Hashem? I would love to get to know him. Called Dasha Lakea Vicha. So when we finish picking out all the stuff with six books, how did we pick it all out? Six books told us how. Six orders of the Mishnah told us step by step by step. By learning that stuff, we were able to pick out all the sparks. When we're done, we use, we finish the six books. Then we go to something higher, to three, the three activity, which is what? So now what do we do? 
we make Yehudim. We achieve a oneness with Hashem. We get to know Him really well. How do we do that? Through Pneumus Atayra. And by Pneumus Atayra, Chassidus, deep Chassidus, giving us the ability to do our mitzvahs with very high kavanahs. We're getting to know Hashem. Pneumus Amitzvahs. Now, um, we will need to know the halachas then. I mean, you'll have to know what to do. But as I think we said yesterday, you'll learn them once. Um, and we won't forget them. So we won't have to learn them again and again and again and keep learning Gemara. We, we got it. You know, why are you learning Gemara? To, to, to clean up the world, to do the beer, but that one will be finished. So, and, and, and to learn what you're supposed to do, but that one we'll learn once and we'll know it. Now we can, we'll be able to focus on the really yummy stuff. What's that? Get to know Hashem in a really deep way. So that you become totally one with Him. It's called, it's a yichud. Create a yichud with Hashem. So, what number does that come in? Are there any books that, you had six books to do the beers for Nicholas. What number is this one in? Three. Three. And that's the difference between the six Ari Niklet and the Ashaftalukha Ojlash Aram and the three extra Ari Niklet in Yumais Mashiach. Because the myth of Ir Miklet is connected with fixing the Chait Eitada. That's the source of all the Chatayim, as it says. Why was Adamarishan sent out after Chait Eitada? He brought the opposite of life into the world. And so he had to, he should have passed away right away, but Hashem had Rahmanus on him and he sent him away. Like a Reseach, like somebody who murders by mistake, he sent away. So Adam Arishan was sent away to his city refuge. So that's the whole point. The focus will now switch from the six to the three. The three will be the three cities of refuge, the three levels of Tyra. Not the six books of Mishnah, that one's done. The three levels of Tyra, which is Chachma, Bina, Das, or Keser, Chachma, Bina. That's three. And that's what we're going to do forever. So, of course, we're going to have to add on three cities of refuge to the six. If we're looking at it, Begashmis, if we're looking at it as nobody's going to murder, we have, we have the actual physical cities of refuge for people who murdered accidentally. So, you needed the six, and then you'll add on three. We'll see. Why will you add on three? Where's it? Because clearly, the physical cities of refuge will hold in place the, the, the spiritual avaita that goes along with it. In other words, you need it to be grounded. You've got a physical avaita and a spiritual avaita. You, 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 you've got one in what you do. You know, run to the city of refuge. You murder somebody by mistake. Run away. Where do you, how many, how many choices do I have? Six. Okay. And that has a counterpart in learning of Tyra. Oh no, I did something wrong. Help. I, I, 
you know, I did the, you know, I was supposed to do this mitzvah and I messed up totally. I, I, I ate something that wasn't, that didn't have a hefsher. What should I do? Quick, run to the six cities of refuge. What does that mean, run to it? Run to the six books of Tyra, the Mishnah, that tell you how to fix it. How do I fix this? I say, I ate something without saying a bracha. Okay, how do I fix this? Look into the six books of the Mishnah. Go there. Put yourself into it. And find out, guess what? Find out what the halach was supposed to be. I don't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Let's say, oh, I made a... I I didn't say a bracha on this particular food. Okay, look into the six orders of the Mishnah and find out what you're supposed to do now to fix it. There we go. Go and sit your mind and your soul in those six cities of refuge, in Tyra, within Tyra, and you'll find out what to do. Good. Now, then what about the three? The issue is like this. I don't feel like doing what I have to do. Now, what if somebody says that? Perfect. You've got, you can mess up, but then you can run to one of the six cities of refuge or six city, six levels of Tyra. Whoa, unbelievable. You didn't say the right bracha. Find out the right, find out which bracha you have to say. And the other person says, nah, too lazy. You say the bracha. Don't you want to fix up what you messed up? Not really. I think mean, that's what we're up to in history. I don't know. You you say the bracha for me. I'm not that motivated. Not really. So how are you going to be motivated? Ah, the three. The three are the motivational cities of refuge. They get you to want. Just like when we learn through, since we get results, Pnimisatira, the the tree remember that the, the tree of life, when we started learning it in the fifteen fifteen hundreds, because the Ariza were told that, why did we learn it? Kind of to motivate us to do the mitzvahs properly. You use those three. You use the tree of life as a motivating uh tool to get you to be involved in the tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge says, tells you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And sometimes we just don't care. It's not enough in life, and everybody knows that in this generation. It's not enough in life to know what you should do and what you shouldn't do. It just isn't enough. Because if you don't care, Knowing what you should or shouldn't do isn't going to help. Why do you think, why do they, you think they have um, cameras at major intersections um, for, for cars that are driving where there are lights? Well, okay, besides, besides, whatever, the, the, whichever part of the government needs to make money. But let, let's be a little less cynical for a second. Why do they have cameras there? To make sure. Wait, does everybody know that you're supposed to stop at a red light? Oh, yes. Every driver learns that. If it's a red light, you have to stop. You don't drive through it. Every driver knows that. 
So why do they have cameras there? Because sometimes they don't care. They're not motivated enough. So they use the cameras to motivate the people. The cameras are connected to tickets. Tickets are connected to money. Money is connected to points on your license. They use that as motivation for cars to stop at red lights. Knowing the rule is just not good enough. Where do you find all those rules? In the six books corresponding to the six cities of refuge. This is the rule. There was a time in history when knowing the rule was just good enough. Not now. Now you need some you need some motivation. You need a high level of motivation. The motivation to care about the six the rules in the six books comes from the three books. It comes from Panini Zatira. You start in Panini Zatira. You start to develop a relationship with Hashem. You start to get to know who He is. And it starts to give you a motivation to care about what's written in the six books. It's called, the six books are basically the extension of the tree of knowledge, of good and bad. This is good, this is bad. Don't do the bad, do do the good. That's the tree of knowledge. And there was a point in history, until the, until the 1500s, which was a big chunk of history, a few thousand years, um, almost 3,000 years, where we were just supposed to focus on just do this and don't do that. So I guess we probably had other other ways of motivating ourselves. Then came the 1500s, and the Arizo was told, now we start to bring, we start to build the three cities, of, three extra cities of refuge. We start to eat from, which means effectively, we start to eat from the tree of life. Let's just say they're sort of synonymous. Three extra cities of refuge, tree of life, they're sort of synonymous. He was told, we start to eat from that now. We start to taste it. And we were tasting it to motivate us to look at the six cities of refuge, the six books of the Mishnah and say, okay, tell me the rule, I'm ready to do it. Or, oh my, tell me the rule, I'm so excited. One of those. So, interesting, you would think, we're not going to need any motivation in the Yemaisa Mashiach. You would think that all we need to do in Yemaisa Mashiach is go back to the old six. People will be highly motivated. That's what everybody assumes. Oh, everybody's just going to be so motivated. You, What do you think gets them motivated? They don't just wake up one morning motivated. Not only what do you think gets them motivated, who do you think gets them motivated? Here he comes, Melech Mashiach. He's the motivating coach. He's the positivity coach. He's the motivational coach. Excuse the expression. That motivates the whole world to care about the six cities of refuge, the, or the, the six books of do this, don't do that. And how does he motivate you? He teaches you the three from the three cities of refuge. He sends you into those three cities of refuge. So go, go have a vacation in the three cities of refuge. Go learn Maimara. Go learn Chassidus. Go learn Chichos. Jump into the three cities of refuge. Sit there. That's why it's so 
comforting to sit there. You, you have a break for a few minutes from the insanity of the world when you're in the three cities of refuge. And from that place, you start to become a different person. And that's how he motivates you to really care whether you do it right or you do it or you don't do it right. In, right? In, in, in the world. So, um, so that's why, and you might see Mashiach, we're going to add those, we're going to have those extra three. But already we see it began in the 1500s. It continued even more through the Balsems and then through the Balsemtos, from the Balsemtos to the Altareb, and from the Altareb, then we have Chabad Chassidus, not just Chassidus, but Chabad Chassidus. So all of this is entry into the three cities of refuge, starting to add them on. So, um, okay. So let's look at it for a second a little more specifically. The cities of refuge are connected with tikkun of every of the fixing of every single avera. As we said, you do something wrong, look it up in the book and find out what the right thing is, and do it. And, you know, and and make sure you get motivated to do it. We know that every chait and oven is a little piece of makanefish. It's kind of a little murder. Every time a person does an avera, it's kind of a micro accidental murder. Who are you murdering? The life force of holiness is spilled out. Klipa comes in and the life force of holiness is like a little hole is made in the wall and the, the blood of holiness, the life force of holiness starts to pour out starts to drip out. You need to plug up the hole. Every Avera kind of does that. It's true. Even when it's done accidentally, the holiness starts to drip out. And even if a person doesn't do it on purpose, because the true Russian of every single Jew is he wants to do all the mitzvahs and he wants to stay away from all the Averas. But he has this little that comes along becomes strong so he can end up messing up. But um, okay and, and so really when a person does this if they would believe the bleed us without knowing Ain Adam either Avera Elim came Nismith by Rushtus. He doesn't really do an Avera unless a Rushtus comes into him. And not only that Elohim Analiyada. Hashem kind of pushed him to it anyway. Hashem sort of tricked him, by the way. As it says, Nara Lila Bnei Adam. Hashem himself says, you know, when it came to Adam Arishan, I did sort of put up my foot and trip him. I sort of made it compellingly easy to fall into the, the pit and compellingly difficult to do it the right way, by the way. Alila Nidla had Hashem says I had a reason. You know, so it tends, it, it will make us less judgmental on people. Like, how could they do that? Because Hashem put out his foot and tripped them. Oh. <laughs> right? We're just, we're afraid that we might get angry at Hashem, and then what do we do? So we get angry at the people instead. He's like, how could they do that? But here, 
the Rebbe is saying very clearly, and Chassidus is saying very, very clearly, Hashem sometimes pushes it in a certain direction. It has a bigger plan than we understand. So how do you fix it? person did, he lacked some of the life force of holiness still out by doing an Avera. He made a little hole in the wall. What do you do? How do you fix it? Run to Ir Miklas. Where is this Ir Miklas? Tyra. Tyra, run to the city of refuge. What city of refuge? Tyra is a city of refuge. Divra Tyra Kolti. Meaning, the Tyra Kolti, it, it, it surrounds and it, it protects a person who's involved in it to save him from the Gail Adam, from the Sakna and the Yitzhara. So Tyra is a city of refuge. Learning Tyra is going into cities of refuge spiritual cities of refuge. But it's very much going into city of refuge. And when you go there, you create the tikkun, you, you fix the shvichas dam, the, the um, spilling of the blood and the chayas of the person of Kedusha. In other words, if a person made a little hole in, in Kedusha and the Kedusha started to pour out, the holiness started to pour out, the life force of holiness started to pour out. So by going into Tyra, he catches up the hole. He brings, he doesn't really patch up the hole. He brings a chayas chadash from Taras Chayim. He brings a new chayas from Taras Chayim. Okay? So when you make Mashiach, when we aren't, imagine it. So now we figured it out. What do you do? You created a hole. The holy, the, the life force of holiness is dripping out. Quick, patch up the hole, bring a whole new life force there by going into learning about the, what you're supposed to do and fixing it up, doing it right and fixing it up and you learned about it. Oof, you patched up the hole with a whole new life force. Great. But then there will come a moment in time when the bureau of the world is done. So this messing up, patching up, messing up, patching up, um, kind of going to be done. Finished. So now we're moving up to a more sophisticated, higher frequency level of Irmiklet, a city of refuge. Which is, I guess we would say, the difference between, the difference between regular medicine and preventative medicine. Regular medicine is, uh, the doctor waits until the person's foot hurts and then he gives them a pill to fix his, uh, the pain of his foot. Right? That's regular medicine. You know, oh, you're doctor, doctor, every time I move my, my foot, it hurts. Don't move it. No. Doctor, doctor, every time I move my foot, it hurts. Take this pill, you'll be okay. Right? That's, that's like the six cities of refuge. Oh, you made it, oh, you messed up. Okay, do this, you'll fix it up. But the three cities of refuge are like the preventative medicine. We're not waiting till the foot hurts. We're going to make sure that we take stuff, do stuff, etc., build up our immune system so our foot will never hurt, right? Build up our muscle so that our foot will never hurt. We won't injure our foot because we did preventative stuff. Those are sort of, that's sort of the idea of the three cities of refuge, plus, plus. Why will they be added on? Because we're going to move from the frequency of being in Gullus, 
you know what you're supposed to do. Half the time you mess up, then you have to fix it up, you know, you oh boy, mess up, fix up, mess up, fix up, keep messing up again, keep fixing up again. One day we're done with that, and now we will be permanently in a situation of a completely higher frequency, which is preventative stuff. It's hard for us even to imagine because we're so used to in life um, <laughs> messing things up. And, you know, we keep busy all day. You know, it's almost like an addiction. Like, okay, you see that all the time. People have, you know, uh, addiction to just messing things up in their lives. Most of us, you know, will, like, do these ridiculous things and create a whole disaster and then be busy for days fixing it up. It's kind of like keeps you busy, you know. That's the dullest way. Imagine, you know how they say, who would you be if you never messed up anymore? I don't know. It's too scary. In Yemais and Mashiach, we're not going to break things and fix them and break them and fix them and break them and fix them. We're not going to break anymore. We're going to be on a way higher level. On a way higher level. I can't think of a parallel, but on a higher level of you know, um, you know, some people yo-yo dieting will have a yo-yo dieting. That like that can keep people busy for decades. You know, they they go on a diet, they lose thirty pounds, they love the way they look, then they eat a bunch of stuff and gain it all back, and then they hate the way they look, then they go on a diet, and then, and then it's called yo-yo diet. They they can spend decades like that, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. It's, it's the whole occupation. It's definitely if you're afraid you'll be bored. Just do yo-yo dieting. Why do you think most people do it? Absolutely keeps a person busy forever. Very interesting, <laughs> even if it's not pleasant. Now, what happens if a person is, I'm just tired of yo-yo dieting, and they, they no longer gain weight, lose weight. They're just stabilized. What do you do all day? What do you do all day? What if it would come to a situation where um, you take a natural substance once a day, and you and it prevents you from ever gaining more weight than you should have. There's this new substance that was discovered in the world, this thing from the jungles of Africa. This, you make a tea out of it, and if you drink it three times a day, you can't ever become overweight. A person who's all their life been yo-yo dieting. Now they can't become overweight ever again. What are they going to do all day? This is the way they got used to living. Ah, now it's a whole other way of living. So what are we going to do, right? Now you can become a, an artist, a poet, a dancer, a composer, a singer, uh, learn a new hobby, build yourself, um, build your own bicycle. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Create a dance routine, uh, <laughs> you know, create a blog series. You're not busy all day yo-yo dieting. Now now you can do stuff in a much higher realm. So that's going to be sort of like that, the three cities of refuge. We're going to be operating in a much higher realm. We're like, I'm so tired of breaking, fixing, breaking, fixing, breaking, fixing. Done with that. As we ever said, we're done with that. Now we're going to get to know Hashem. And it's extremely, amazingly delicious. Where do you do that? Hey, yeah, I want to do that. Where do you get to know Hashem? 
in the three cities of refuge. So they're not a bad refuge. They're not a refuge because you did something wrong. Quick, run there so nobody will get you. It's a refuge from the world. It's a fun place. Nobody there did anything wrong. Nobody there is looking behind their shoulders afraid that the FBI is going to follow them into it. There's no fear there. Nobody did anything wrong. It's just a yummy, amazing, delicious place where you're getting to know Hashem, being miyachid yechudim. So that becomes the reality. Those three cities of refuge are added on. And that's what we do forever. Again, we would think, oh, no, it's going to be boring. I need some yo-yo, whatever. But it's called yelchum l'chayel l'chayel. We go from one level to the next, to the next, to the next. We go higher and higher and higher. So it's not boring at all. It's just, it's just not in the kind of plebeian stuff. You know, imagine people who, you know, for 30 years they were friends with yo-yo dieters, and they themselves were yo-yo dieters. And then one day they just gave it up, and they started drinking this tea, and their weight is no longer an issue. It's just, it's just not one of their issues anymore. And they meet their old friends 20 years later, and they say, Hi, wow, I haven't seen you for 20 years. It's amazing. How are you? And and their friends start talking to them again about the yo-yo diet, and they're like, Oh, my goodness. You're still doing that stuff? And like, and you're not? No, no, I like. I forgot about it. Oh my goodness, shades of the past. Oh, I, I wish I could eat pizza, but I can't. Oh my goodness, that cake looks so good, but I shouldn't eat it. And they're like, oh my goodness, I remember those days. It was torture. I am so glad that I don't live in that world anymore. They said, what do you do out there? Oh, fun stuff. I'm I'm getting to know deep, amazing truths and spreading light in the world and spreading warmth and nourishment and nourishing nourishing the world and and receiving nourishment from the world and exploring the meaning of truth and love and unity and friendship and support and all that stuff and and essence and Hashem and and like you know like I don't feel like going back. They said, no, come come to some of our meetings. We we haven't seen you for 20 years in our in our um, Weight Watchers meetings, uh, it's okay, thank you. Come to my sheer. I, I don't feel like going back to Weight Watchers meetings. Thank you very much. I just been there, done that. That's the way it's going to be. The three extra cities of refuge will be that. We're not going back to that yo-yo gullus. Fix, break, fix, break. We're done. So, or as 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 the Rebbe says it in in Hasidic language, it's known. Um, it says in Chuvas and Biurim um, um, that in Yemais Mashiach, when the Avaidah Biur will be done, the good from the bad will be all finished and will all be in place. And we'll go back to the wholeness that was be- what happened that we had before the Tree of Knowledge, before the sin of the Tree of Knowledge. Interesting. There still will be the existence of evil in the world. However, in the world of Tchiyas Mason, then it's gone. The first phase of Yemaisa Mashiach, there will still be evil out there. The second phase of Yemaisa Mashiach, the forever part, when there will be Tchiyas Mason, etc., then you won't ever have it again. Then it will be totally gone. So, but in that first phase of Yemaisa Mashiach, it will still be there. So you will need our Nicholas, these cities of refuge, to make sure that you never ever will have the possibility of possibly coming to the possibility 
of doing something wrong, of doing the evil in the world. Um, like before the, the the sin of the tree of knowledge, um, right, there was a possibility. They just, there was a possibility of doing something wrong. They didn't. So in the first phase of Yemais and Mashiach, there will still be the possibility, the the theoretical possibility of messing up, but the three cities of refuge will will be that barrier that holds the whole thing in place and prevents us from ever getting to the point where we where we do an Avera. So effectively, it's the same. It's the same. So the question is, you know, I I guess these three cities of refuge then will probably maybe upgrade to even their higher purpose after that in the second phase of the Mashiach. But having those three will be there as the barrier, as the motivation, as the the buffer, you know, that makes sure that you never come down to the level where you mess up. And so this idea, pushing away the possibility of anything negative, comes through having these three cities of refuge. Because it's not just three more, it's a whole new type of city of refuge. It's a whole new type of Tyra. It's the revelation, a brand new revelation of, of Tyra as, as Tyra as a protection. What's it called? What are these cities and three cities of refuge called? Tyra Kadasha, Miti which is the revelation of the secrets of Panini Satira. That's what you do inside those three cities of refuge. You explore deeper and deeper and deeper secrets, and it's amazing. It's like being in the minor, living in a minor. Because Panini Satira, how, how, how do you stay above the junk of the world? Because Panini Satira is way above the junk of the world. You know when you're in, a, in an airplane... And you look down and you see all the houses and they look like stinky toys. It's completely above it. Oh no, somebody, you know, somebody is overcooking their, their burgers on the stove and that you wouldn't see it. When you're up in the plane, you don't know who's overcooking their burgers in their house down below. It all looks the same to you. You know, some, later on somebody said, did you not see me? Couldn't tell that I was overcooking my burgers. Why didn't you? Call me on your phone and tell me to turn off the stove then because I was, it was, the burgers were going to be too tough. But I, it didn't exist for me up there. It wasn't in my realm. So Panimus Atari is way above the Bureau of Good and Bad. And therefore, it protects us in a way that it pushes away the possibility of anything negative. And so, the Ari Nicholas that we have in Gullis, the sixth, they correspond, as we said, to the six Sidri Mishnah um, that talk about all the dinam of Isser, Heter, Tumma, Tara, what you can do, what you can't do. And the Ari Niklat that will be added in Yemais Mashiach, the three, correspond to the addition and the Chiddush of Tara, the three, the revelation of the deepest Pneumis of Tara. And to end off with all of this, these three cities, that will add it, be added in Yemaisa Mashiach. Where are they? The fun places. Kani Kniz Remember, we were given ten lands of Eretz Yisrael, but effectively we only got seven. The seven correspond to those six, six orders of the Mishnah.
textbook, the seven and six is interchangeable. The three levels of Tyra, the three cities of refuge will be in those three in the lands of Kenya, Kenya, the Kudmite. Where is that? Eh, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Iran. <laughs> Fun. Those three cities of refuge will be there. That's why there's so much conflict in the Middle East from them. It'll be there. And they correspond to three levels in Tyra. They were given to Avram Avinu. And it says, when Hashem will expand your boundaries to include Kenya, Kenya, the Kudmite, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, etc., add on those three cities of refuge. Because when we conquered the seven nations of Eretz, Eretz Canaan, what does that mean? We con- it means conquering your seven Midas. That was the Avaita that we always did. Conquering the three nations, Kenya, Kenya, the Kudmite, what does that mean? Conquering your three levels of intellect. Your mindset becomes upgraded. From the old way of looking at life to a, a, a geuladic, way upgraded way of looking at life based on the deepest secrets of truth. You get to have the bigger picture. The way bigger picture. Because you're, when you live in the three cities of refuge, you have a very big picture. I saw today on a WhatsApp group, somebody wrote and said, what do you think is responsible for? Some people get to see right now with whatever is going on in the world and all the, all the areas, you know, the political, the this, the that, the medical, the, the global, the sociological, there's a lot of stuff going on. Some people see a very small picture. They just, you know, whatever the TV tells them, the things they think. And other people have a very big, broad picture. They really see the bigger picture. So somebody wrote what, um, what, how come some people that and some people that? So I wrote back and I said, maybe a mission in life? Some people were brought into the world to have a bigger, bigger picture and see a bigger, a bigger thing because they have a certain leadership role, or, you know, a certain mission to bring a certain clarity to the world? Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. But when you live in the three cities of refuge, the same cities of the Kadmani, I'm saying spiritually in those three levels of Tyrus, it gives you access to the very big picture. Where this is taking us all, where it, we, it took us from, and where it's taking us, how we're transitioning from Gullah to Gula, you transition from inside those three cities of refuge and entire. That's the Bureau of the Mighton. What you do is you transform your mindset so that it will be a Mashiachic mindset. And that is, that will be the revelation of Tarek so we have one more part after this that pulls it all together but until then we should maybe two more parts find ourselves in those three cities of refuge um Kani Kadmaini should be given to us as the Rebbe says it'll be given to us believe it or not by those who are living there now which are you know the guys who are making a lot of trouble as we speak um they will give them to us, the Darcha Inom, the Darcha Shomer. They'll give us the place of the base of Megdash. You notice that um, on Jerusalem Day, the, the uh, Harabais was on fire, physical fire. Um, put that in your pipe and smoke it. So it should be that the Harabais should be given, as the Rebbe says it will, by the nations of the world, of their own good free will, and it should be immediately now.